0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
1: The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit Wave Network.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung.
2: Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights to how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'm absolutely delighted to welcome to the show today Robert Rubin, who has recently gone through a very, very interesting and challenging set of experiences, which we'll come back to a little bit later on. But Robert, first of all, I'd love to welcome you to the show and perhaps just invite you to chat a bit about, about your life before this this year, and and what brought you to this place of of writing this book in ten words about authentic
3: living, Peter. Good afternoon. Uh, let's see. That's a fairly broad question. It's a very broad question.
2: Let's go back to the age, age eleven. <laughs> let's go back to age
3: eleven. I'll have to make it up. <laughs> I'll tell you, it, it's not going to be an answer to your question. I don't think.
2: That's fine. I, I'm happy. To, I'm happy about that.
3: <laughs> it's very difficult for me to answer that question. It's too. It's too unspecific. Uh, in this sense, I don't have anything in mind. Okay. So, uh, and including and perhaps especially my past. So, I pretty much have to be given a current situation and speak to it. Otherwise, my mind just remains quiet.
2: Okay. So the, the purpose of this program, Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, is
3: yeah.
2: to aid our listeners in their own awakening process. And so it's, okay. it's helpful for them to hear how our guest's awakening has taken place and how that has progressed. So that was okay. the intention of the
3: question. Okay. Well, then, I, I, it, with that let me let's have a chat for a minute about what is awakening
2: okay good
3: a- and not uh i don't like to presume that i know what a particular word means okay uh so one of the things that i like to do is clarify a word and also look at the premise rather than just you know jumping into it as if we know what we're talking about okay so, what, what what is awakening?
2: Are you asking me that question? Uh, yes. <laughs> so, you're, you're now doing the interview, great. <laughs> I know, I've, I've you know, stolen your role, Peter.
3: Now, I'd like to interview Peter <laughs> <laughs> well, from
2: Well, from my point of view, awakening is, is that moment in time when people begin to realize that there is more to Life than our traditional three-dimensional mundane world okay. and the realization and recognition that there yeah. is more to this than that and then yeah. how that begins to unravel how people's awareness broadens how their consciousness, uh, becomes, becomes clearer.
3: We could start with That we are we are already awake, and then we go to sleep, and then we have to wake up again. Yes. Good. Yeah. If if we're if we're going to look at awakening as simply an awareness of the expansiveness of life, it's diversity, it's variety, it's multi-dimensionality if all of those things are aspects of life and awakening is an experiential understanding of that then I think as children we probably are somewhat awake even if we can't articulate things I think there's, there's certainly an appreciation if nothing else of just the sheer the life in being alive, which is certainly part of awakening, isn't it, to experience more of the life force itself, just the energy of life moving through everything.
2: Definitely, yes.
3: And, and then we might sort of go a little bit asleep, and then we might want to wake up from that and remember what we once knew. So maybe the question isn't how do we awaken, but how how do we fall asleep? What does falling asleep mean? If we start maybe with the premise that we are awake, Uh, in, in which case for me it's a very simple notion of getting overly involved and identified with what I call our thought stream or the incessant thoughts that pass through our mind. If we can learn to notice those, create some space or some separation between everything we think is being real and the space of awareness from which we can notice our thoughts, I think we're back in the space of awakening and then awakening is an ever-deepening experience. At least that's what I found. If by, you know, again, awakening is an appreciation of the breadth and the depth of life itself. That's very, to me that's a never-ending exploration. So it's, awakening is more an orientation and an attitude to living than it is a particular state or Body of knowledge. So awakening really is an attitude of exploration, uh, an attitude of curiosity about life, an attitude of openness, and then we begin to explore, and that's what awakening is in it. And how does it happen? It really is happening all the time, isn't it? R- really. I think everyone is, dis- is in some place in their life awakened in the sense of feeling that extra little bit of excitement of life itself. But then we might not notice it or we might not build out from there and then just fall back into thoughts as real. But if I had to just say in a very focused way, what do I think the dynamic is that makes us think we're not awake It would be our fascination with thoughts as being real, and they're not.
2: And in that realization, um, you then have to shift in that process to that level of awareness where you can begin working with the thoughts that keep coming in and yeah. creating that space, as you said. So how do you do that?
3: I think the simplest answer is maybe the most difficult, but it's just to practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just we practice noticing our thoughts, instead of living from them and that noticing is the space of awareness and we it's actually we're more used to being in that space than we might think i don't think there's a day that goes by that every person doesn't inhabit the aware the state of awareness the it, the problem i think is that there's no marker for it because it's so spacious. We, we might not even know that we're aware and then suddenly it will fall back into our thought stream and we'll start thinking again and we won't know that for a while we weren't identified with the thought stream. So I think it's a matter of practicing in, in the sense of learning to discern the subtlety of the state of awareness as distinct from state of being lost in thought, and practicing standing in awareness, but it's it's a never-ending practice, and then once we're in that state of awareness, that to me is what then opens all of existence to exploration and discovery.
2: Now, you have spent... 40 years, uh, at least of your life in this process and taking yeah. yourself through this, uh, expanded awareness and, and, and in this space. And then really all of your work culminated in this, well, really distilling all of the, the yeah. information experience into this, this book, which yeah. is the five principles of authentic, authentic living in just yeah. 10 words. Um, so it would be really neat if you could uh, explain to our listeners a little bit about that process uh, yeah. that took you to the book. Well, oh,
3: it must be uh, maybe two years ago or a year and a half ago, I started uh, use. Well, let me first say what they are. These ten words or these five principles Surely. Uh, are... The first one is be present, the second is pay attention, the third is listen deeply, the fourth is speak truthfully, and the fifth is act creatively. And about two years ago, when someone asked, someone was thinking of setting up some talks for me, and we were looking at Themes and topics and formats and so on. And I said, look, all I ever really do is get up in front of people and I do these five things. I don't have themes or topics. I let the audience generate that. I don't have off the shelf building blocks of information. Everything that I say is an improvisation in the moment, in the sense of it's it's made up, and so I kept coming back to these five principles, and I'd never articulated them before. And when I did, I realized that that I had been both working from and living from these principles my whole life. You know, going all the way back to oh gosh, twenty, thirty years, when I looked at how I did everything. It was always through these five principles because I've never taken a traditional path for anything. I've never learned the way you're supposed to learn. If I wanted to do something, I just started doing it. And so it was always really be present, pay attention, listen deeply, speak truthfully, act creatively, was the synthesis of all of these years of spiritual development and what I noticed is these five principles were not prescriptive of how to live an authentic life but rather was a map for how to access that inner source of creative and expressive power within oneself which to me is the really intelligent thing to pursue. It, it is less useful to take notes or, you know, when other people speak about what they've discovered or what I call collecting golden eggs. And it's a lot more useful to become the goose, to, to find out not what do you know, but where did you, where did you get it from? If there's, Something, Peter, in the way that you live that is inspiring to me and exciting and uplifting. I really don't want to know what you know. What you, I want to know where you got it from. Where did you find this wisdom? Where did you find this from? What well are you drinking from? And show me how to get there. And so, these five principles, to me, not only did I realize that's how I'd been living, but I realized that if I had to synthesize all of my years of study and practice and, and experience, it, it would be, we want to find that inner source, the access point in ourselves to universal consciousness. How, how do we get there? And then create an authentic life. So that's... uh, And then my partner at the time really urged me to write this book, and I said no about five times, and then finally relented. (laughs) So, Robert, we're actually actually coming
2: up to our first break right now, so it's a good time for us to break talking about the the background to the book and, and your process and... So when we return after the break, we'll talk about the actual five principles themselves of authentic living. Okay. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation.
0: The
1: Voice America
0: 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to myheartcenterjourney.com for more information. The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Be Extraordinary. Be
1: the Change. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tongue. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program.
2: Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tung. Just a reminder to go to my website, www.petertung.com my April newsletter there, which has got uh, two articles on our Pisces journey and also uh, the hub of the wheel, which was a really wonderful, wonderful day, Um, and also to www.myheartcenteredjourney.com. We have an Ambassadors of Light class uh, tomorrow evening, Thursday at 5.30, and I'll be talking about the energies of this last weekend over Easter uh, and the energy is moving through the fire sign of Aries, and there's lots of uh, energy bubbling up at this time. And just to give you a, a, an overall context and understanding of what is taking place, from my understanding on the on the planet at this time, I have with me today Robert Rubin, who we are we are having a beautiful discussion about awakening, about what that actually is, about living in the present moment, which is one of his five. Principles of authentic living which we are now going to discuss in in somewhat more detail. So Robert perhaps you could uh, yeah. Lead us through the five principles with a, yeah. a, a discussion about uh, w- Which each what each of them actually means in in more words yeah. than ten?
3: <laughs> yes, be present is the first principle which I call the game changer and be present is to recognize, as I mentioned before, that, there's that the thought stream is not reality. It, in fact, obscures reality. And so in order to actually start living... We've got to become present, be present. But what, but be present, what does that mean actually? And for me, it simply means to inhabit the space of awareness from which we notice our thoughts as distinct from being uh, identified with our thoughts. Instead of living in our thought stream, we notice that we have thoughts. That's all it is. That's what being present means to me. Being present isn't locating ourselves in time and space. I'm in Los Angeles, California, and it's somewhere around 1230 in the afternoon, but those aren't markers for whether or not I'm present. Being present is the degree to which I am aware as distinct from being lost in my thoughts. That's all it is. So How does one do that? Well, just practice noticing thoughts. One of the things I do is put attention on my breath a lot and just notice that I'm breathing. Very simple. We all, we all have the breath available to us and it's a very interesting anchor to put our awareness on as a space then of noticing, whoops, I've, I've stopped noticing my breathing. Well, where did I go? I've I've gone into my mind. I've gone into my thoughts. So that's just one s- simple technique to begin to create that distinction. But the first principle of be present is really important because we've got to get out of the thought streams as being real. Other, otherwise we just live in in that random kind of chaos of our mind.
2: And presumably there are there are moments in in this Practicing process where you suddenly realise that you have just got lost in your thoughts, and the key thing then, I guess, is not to beat yourself up over that, but to perhaps even yeah. have a little chuckle and realise what's just happened.
3: Absolutely,
2: and go back yeah. to being aware.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, a good sense of humour is, is a good climbing partner. <laughs> you know, a, a, absolutely. So be present as the first one, and then you know, pay attention. Then start noticing things from that space of awareness. Years ago when I studied Aikido, which is a martial art, you know, my teacher talked about staying really focused, this one degree of focus, what was coming right in front of you, the attacker. But you also wanted to maintain 360 degree awareness. So I love that metaphor for paying attention. So we're really focused on what we're doing. If we're cutting vegetables, we're completely focused and aware of that, but we're also maintaining 360-degree awareness, but not only e- external, but internal of our various states of being, you know, as well as the external world. And, of course, the external world stretches from the physical to the non-physical. So pay attention is simply beginning to notice from the state of awareness. And then deep listening, to me, is huge. You know, listen deeply, listen deeply. From being present and paying attention, then we start listening. And that is where we know for ourselves what to do and where to go. It always answers our questions. So whenever people say, well, I don't know what to do next, all they have to do is listen deeply. And that listening is like meditation itself. It's like putting your ear to the very ground of existence. And then speak truthfully and act creatively. The last two principles are what sort of brings us from that inward state of deep listening to the outer world where we can begin to actualize what we hear, uh, and that becomes a full and authentic life. So, so a lot you of move people
2: on, just Before you move on to those two, I just want to come back to the listen deeply for a moment because I'm, I'm sensing that by listening deeply, you're, you're actually saying listening deeply to what others are saying when engaged with you, listening to your own heart, listening to Mother Earth around you, listening deeply to all aspects of life.
3: Yes, beautiful. It's it's a state of total receptivity and openness. So we're, we're listening to all of that, absolutely. It, it, it is, in terms of living authentically, in terms of feeling that we're living the right life for us, it, it does suggest a lot of the inner listening to those deep currents that we hear when we turn our attention within, but you're right, I think it's as, as important to listen to whomever we're speaking with, to listen to the earth, to, to be in a state of receptivity and connection to everything all the time. So that's that deep listening. And then when we hear, we, we bring it out in our speaking truthfully and our acting creatively. So that's how we bring forth the life out into the world and we feel that resonance and coherence between the inner o- awareness of who we are and what kind of a life we want to live and the outer life that we're actually living. So that's really it. And the speaking truthfully, a lot of people have difficulty
2: actually doing that. What, what is yeah. your understanding of why, why people struggle to speak their truth clearly and freely?
3: We, I think, uh, essentially, we think something bad will happen if we tell the truth. And, of course, you know, telling the truth has a lot of levels too. W- telling the truth for me is a, an expression of who we are in that moment. It, 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 the speak, speaking truthfully is an expression of our character, of our nature, of our motivations, of our intentions, of our desires. It's not just telling the truth of what we've learned. It really requires the prerequisite of listening deeply. So that our speaking truthfully is not a mind dump. It isn't everything that I, that I, that I know. Speaking truthfully is the accurate and real time representation of what is true for you then and there in that moment. And we're often afraid of it because i I think the conditioning is something bad will happen if I tell the truth, whether it's criticism, judgment, rejection, something like that but in in all of my years of working with that I, I think fundamentally we don't tell the truth because we're afraid, yeah you know we're we're afraid of hurting other people's feelings or just lots of fear, and yet we suffer because we don't tell the truth. So finding a,
2: wha- finding a way to tell the truth graciously without it coming across as uh, criticism of other people, perhaps, or, or situations is, a, is another skill to be learned.
3: Well, well I think that it, it comes to the element that I, I say, uh, I talk about that speaking the truth is not trying to be right. It's just trying to be real and there's a very big difference between telling our truth and needing to be right as distinct from simply telling our truth and what i've noticed is that we love to be right and we're terrified of being wrong and it's really that need to be right in our speaking that creates the tension and the conflict so we need to learn how to express our truth, knowing that it's an ever-evolving process, but without trying to be right. We're just expressing ourselves in that moment. And so the graciousness and the skill and, and the way that we stay connected and inclusive in speaking our truth is I'm not trying to be right, so I'm not against anything. I'm not afraid of being wrong. you know. And if we're not trying to be right and we're not afraid of being wrong, we're not really against anyone. We're not even for our own truth. We're just expressing it. I don't think for one moment, Peter, that anything I say is anything other than an expression of me in this moment. I would never argue for it.
2: It's a very, very important distinction because, I, again, certainly in, in much of the work that I was doing as a school principal, I was always uh, in the midst of people who were want, wanting to prove that they were right rather than to solve yeah. problems. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: it, it, yes. I think it's a very big distinction, very important. Very important because is. it it can create that space of unity even in disagreement. But it also um, keeps us learning, doesn't it? Keeps us open and curious and learning and realize what I'm saying now is just what I'm saying now.
2: Absolutely. So, Robert, we're actually coming up to our second break, so we'll take that break and we'll begin the next section just talking a little bit about acting creatively. Okay. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation.
1: This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel.
0: Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you, to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to myheartcenteredjourney.com for more information. Be Visionary. This is the Voice America
1: 7th Wave Channel. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tongue. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program.
2: Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tung. I have with me today Robert Rabin, and Robert is... uh, explaining to us the five principles of authentic living from his, in ten words, (laughs) from his latest book. Uh, Robert, for anybody who would like to connect with your work uh, or receive the book, um, how can they make contact?
3: The best way, Peter, is go to the website authenticityaccelerator.com. That's the easiest way. Okay. And that, and
2: that is your, your own uh, website? So That's all, correct. All your work right. there? Okay.
3: That's okay. what I call the programs that I do around these five principles of the Authenticity Accelerator. Okay. So AuthenticityAccelerator.com, they can find out how to get the book, contact me, see what's happening, and so on.
2: Okay. So let's go back to Act Creatively.
3: Yes. A lot of what gets in our way of living an authentic life is feeling we can't do something, or feeling that the odds are stacked against us, or I don't have enough education for this, or resources. There's some way in which we feel we can't do it. So, act creatively is an attitude. in in which we realize, well, we can find a way to do anything. If we're coming from a place of being present and paying attention and listening deeply and speaking truthfully, the final act, if you will, in bringing our full, authentic life to fruition is the actions we take in the world. So an act creatively means simply that there's always a way we can do it. And a lot of why we think we can't do something is because we'll have fallen back into the thought stream, and listening to all the reasons why we can't. I, I've written eight books, but I've never taken a writing class. Um, I've started businesses. I, I was a corporate consultant for years, and I never, I didn't ever take corporate consulting, you know, uh, classes anywhere. Um, You you learn to step into situations from the place of awareness and realize that you have infinite capacity to do something, to do anything. If you are also then, and I love your notion of the listening because there are so many allies that we have in the world if we can hear them. And I'll give you just a very quick quick story to illustrate this point when i first moved to australia in two thousand and five and i moved i've moved back here recently but i lived in australia for six years and when i applied for my long-stay visa it was originally rejected by the australian immigration department and my migration immigration attorney Told me that I would have to leave when my present visa, which I only had another month or so on, expired. And I said, "No, I don't want to do that. I feel like I belong here, and I'm meant to be here, and I'm not leaving." And she said, "Well, you have to. You know, that's you can't oppose the Department of Immigration. Your your application for long term visa has been rejected." And you know, I went on and on about my destiny was to be here, (laughs) something like that. And she said, well, destiny aside, I've been doing this for 35 years, and you have to leave. And I said, I'm not leaving. So, I asked her a series of questions. Well, what does the Department of Immigration want? Why did I get rejected? What was the basis? And, to make what could be a long story short, the proverbial, let's make a long story short, I reapplied, Giving them what we thought they wanted and I ended up getting the approval. But when she, when my immigration attorney called me to tell me that I had gotten approval from that resubmission, she said, Robert, I'd, I don't know how many tens of thousands of cases I've had over 35 years. She goes, this is, you just shouldn't have gotten this. This, you, you just shouldn't have this. And I said, but I do. Thank you. So what I, what I guess the act creatively was I didn't stop simply when I was told I, I couldn't do this. And I kept finding ways. I kept exploring and, and, and questioning and opening and finally got it. And, and there are just infinite ways In, in which we can bring forth, or we can act out what it is we truly want to do, but we can't give in to suggestions that you can't do it. So the act creatively principle suggests you really can do anything if you stay with it and you are creative And
2: Steadfast. So, Robert, this is leading me beautifully into the next phase of our life and and this discussion because having produced this book, The Five Principles of Authentic Living, in ten words, in January of this year, you were thrown a fairly major curveball, which has thrown you into this uh, authentic living process (laughs) at a a much deeper level. So just tell our listeners what happened in January of this year.
3: I had, uh, for the year previous, I had been experiencing a lot of lower back pain, which I had thought was a disc issue and was treating it with chiropractic sessions and osteopathic sessions and so on. And it wasn't getting any better. It was getting worse. And then finally, uh, I was really losing a lot of lower body mobility and so on. And I just suddenly... One day when I was in Australia felt something was r- really wrong and I was admitted through the emergency room of a hospital and 2 days later after some tests was diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer and so and stage 4 uh cancer simply means that a cancer of of a primary location in my case it was lungs had metastasized so it means that, uh, your, the cancer has spread to other parts of your body. And that's always very problematic because it's, it's much harder to put into remission, you know, once cancer is metastasized. And so, yes, yeah, so I, I went into the hospital thinking I had some really bad disc problem. And then we said, no. In fact, you have stage four lung cancer, and your spine and your pelvis are riddled with tumors. And you have four months to You have four to six months to live. So that's. And you're now in your fourth month,
2: right? Yes. So, with with someone with your background, who has a a lot of awareness and insight, and and uh, ability to reflect. Tell us about how how this impacted you what happened to you mm. how, how did what happened next?
3: Well I came back from Australia to the states, which I was sort of in the process of doing anyway and what's happened has has been on the one hand Peter nothing has changed on the other hand everything has changed. and nothing has changed because i'm still practicing the five principles but everything has changed because there's what i call the bermuda triangle moment you know in which everything stops and i know that 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 most if not all of the listeners will identify with some point in their life where everything just comes to a total stop it's, it's because something happens so unexpectedly and so dramatically, it impacts everything. It just stops you while you're trying to come to terms with it. And in that stop is, at least my experience of it, was a spontaneous deepening of everything that I had known and experienced. And so the, the effect of that diagnosis, one of the effects I've noticed, has been a deepening of awareness into the present, into the present. There's been a deeper awakening of my emotions, my emotional connections with people a uh, deeper awareness of the ways in which i have hid myself from other people uh the ways in which i have been unwilling to truly be myself to speak truthfully and speaking is not just uh our verbal speaking but speaking for me is really how we move in and through life. its Our speaking is how we communicate the truth of who we are in verbal and nonverbal ways. So I realized the different ways in which I had been hiding and why. Uh, and certainly there's all of the other implications. You know, I'm taking a medication now, a targeted therapy medicine, i'm starting chemotherapy on the twenty-third of april you know you you have the day-to-day uh, I- issues that cancer brings to you uh... for example in the spirit of candor just before we went on air peter you said how how are you robert and i said i'm exhausted i'm in bed <laughs> you know there are some days where i don't get out of bed just because i'm so tired And so, you know, it's brought also uh, a much heightened sense of the physical for me, you know, diet, nutrition, and all of that. It's been a big awakener in a lot of ways. But mostly it's been an awakener in being truly present and connected to oneself and
2: others. Robert, we're coming up to our final break, and that's a really neat place to stop, and we'll return to that point uh, when we come back. It's of tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation.
1: The
0: Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart centered community with Peter Tongue and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information.
1: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tung. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program.
2: Welcome back to awakening to conscious co-creation with your host, Peter Tung. Just a reminder that there's a fantastic opportunity to go on a sacred site tour southern France with Fimbar Rasu is an expert on this area uh, in the world and has taken many tours there acknowledging and working with the sacred feminine and uh, I will be accompanying him on that journey through the southern France going to some of the most important sacred sites uh, including the Camargue the area where um, Mother Mary Mary Magdalene came ashore after they left the Holy Land great timing just to talk about this after Easter and also to um, some of the most important sites of the Cathars, the Montségur, Chartres Cathedral, and Paris. It's going to be a phenomenal trip. So please uh, check it out at uh, www.celticmysticaljourneys.com, and it is the France trip over the fall equinox in September. And we'd love to have uh, have you along with us on, on what is going to be a very, very special event, I know. I have with me today Robert Rabin, and Robert is uh, just fitting us in on the latest developments in his life being diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer this this January, January 2012, having completed his book, The Five Principles of Authentic Living, uh, just previous to that. So, Robert, I wanted to ask you, actually, if, if during this, what was obviously a traumatic time in January and since, have you ever thought about just tossing the book away and
3: (laughs) getting annoyed with it? I <laughs> that's one of the best questions anyone has ever asked me. <laughs> I know it never occurred to me. But maybe I should think about it. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe there's some greater wisdom coming to me in the form of I should throw the damn thing away. No, no. In fact it it, it it's become more useful to me because um it, it, it's what I fall back on when I do fall into some thought stream created drama, uh, you know, of my life. And one of the things that I also notice has shifted is even though I like to think I had lived in a, in a present and mindful way, something did happen uh... what I call post-diagnosis in that I realized uh, how much I had been living forward, leaning forward into a future so that whatever so an example would be if let's say last year I had been on this radio show with you Peter a part of me would have been thinking well how can I leverage this For something else. How can I, uh, in some way, you know, use this experience for a future benefit? I don't know how that might have been, but maybe Peter and I'll become best friends and I'll be on his radio show all the time or, you know, I'll sell a thousand books. Who knows? There would have been some way in which I would be using or strategizing how to use what's happening now for this future. So I noticed how how much I was leaning forward. And I don't do that anymore. And it isn't just because I'm living with a doctor's death sentence. The fact is we all are. You know, even if I can cure this cancer or send it into remission and have it be a chronic but manageable condition... And I live for 30 more years. You know, the inevitable of death is still there. You know, we, so in the sense, everyone who is alive suffers the same terminal illness. But what, but what happened nonetheless was this realization and a consequence of it was I simply don't lean forward anymore. What, what I notice has happened as a consequence of that is this spontaneous deepening of being present and the deepening of being present has to do with the quality of connection to myself and others and as you said you know everything including the earth and just the bigger the the bigger part in, in which we are a player so everything has changed because of this, the sense of it's only happening here and now. Now I do know there's a tomorrow. Whether, Peter, whether you and I are in it is another matter. But, you know, the reason I, I got up today to do this radio show is because yesterday I looked at my calendar and I said, okay, tomorrow you've got to talk with Peter. So on the one hand, yes, there is a tomorrow. And we make our plans and fill our calendars, but I, I didn't realize the degree to which I had been leaning forward into that and out of the depth of the connection to now. And as a consequence, my experience is very, very different because it's not leaning anywhere. It's just here. And now, and, and what a, and as what a, a result, beautiful I'm
2: sorry? What a beautiful realization that is because many yeah. of us were trained to actually behave that way, to be strategically that's finding right. advantage from circumstances and situations. I mean, well, well, that's right. It, it seems
3: is. to go against common sense and and everything we've learned, which is, well, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with how can I use this for that or how do I strategize that businesses do that every day but I I, I just can't do that anymore so that's one that's (laughs) one of the things that I've noticed is someone built a moat around me and I can't go anywhere except be more fully present and connected
2: so how is, how is that affecting your relationships with other people?
3: Well, for me, it's like I'm, I'm noticing them. You know, it sounds like an odd thing to say. Appreciating them, appreciating me in the space, that we create through our interactions, you know, every so often people will drop by my apartment and have a chat, or we'll do something on Skype or the phone, and and just in general, I'm noticing being fully present and connected. Sounds like a cliche, and then in, in that. I don't know whatever is, you know, whatever we're talking about, whatever we're doing, but the quality of the connection is so much stronger and deeper. And there's often silences a lot more than normal because what I've noticed is that the deeper our connection is, often the compulsivity with which we think and speak can subside and we can just be together and experience being together as part of our speaking on radio you know that's called dead air nobody likes that yeah but in real life a lot of our connections with others are compromised because of too much thinking and too much speaking
2: Robert, we've actually come to the end of our time and actually, actually it's a really good place for us to stop and to go silent and go into reflection. I really appreciate you having the courage to do this show today and I know that all of our listeners are going to join me in, in sending ab loving hearts you. to you on this journey and we'll certainly stay in touch and Thank connect you. future when you are... Uh, really, really w- living this true, authentic path in life. And I really, really appreciate your time today for the show. Thank you so my, much.
3: My pleasure, Peter. Thank you very much. Thank you.
2: <sighs> Let's take a deep breath. <laughs> my, uh, my guest next week is Christine Day, and she'll be talking about the her connection with the Pleiadians and being heart-centered in living our lives, which I feel we certainly are in this moment with Robert. And I really appreciate... The courage that he's shown today to tell his story on, on the air and for all of us to get a little bit closer to that authentic living uh, and deepen our connection and relationships to all that is hope you've enjoyed today's show have a wonderful week this is peter Tung for awakening to conscious co-creation Music